Welcome to Weird World. Welcome to Weird Weird World. <laughs> weird. God damn it. Weird World. Weird Weird, weird <laughs> World podcast. Weird, weird World. God damn it. Weird World, which I can't freaking say. So I'm gonna say that that's two words for me, please. Weird World. Weird okay. World. That show. Dad, shut your mouth. How the? How the? Rachel, the forgotten daughter. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Satan. <laughs> he was <laughs> never. Square. Oh. And specific- I want to be a science teacher. <laughs> Uh, and we'll have to put a picture of Aaron's bangs on our. Oh, on shit. Our- yes. Look, it's Savage. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, today, one time only, actually, we'll do it again next week. We welcome you to an episode of Weird World, the podcast that brings you weird stuff. That's all you need to know. Shut up and listen. I'm Dean. I'm Aaron. I'm Jack. I'm, I'm Emma. And I'm Carrie. You're fucked up. <laughs> She's not paying a whole lot of attention to Carrie. Carrie's going to lead us today. Uh, if she can ever look away from the screen onto hey. all the sound stuff. She's our sound tech, by the way. Yeah. She's a technical genius. Hey. I got to make sure everything's running right. Oh. Carrie's going to lead us, lead us today in um, a topic that she will tell you about right now. Take it away, Carrie. It's about psychopaths. Whoa, whoa. What? Psychopathy. What are those? <laughs> I find it fascinating. I hope you do, too. It's, it's uh, psychology meets um, criminal justice. Uh, That's my fave. Uh-huh. Mine, too. Um, a psychopath is kind of like a mental disorder. Kind of. Kind of. Similarly, too. Sort of. And it deals with abnormal and violent social behavior. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I don't know either. Synonyms uh, from um, like dictionary things are madman, madwoman, maniac, really? lunatic, psychotic, and sociopath. And crazy bitch. Those are in the dictionary? Yeah. Okay. That's you don't like them? I like madmen. Mad, that, not the, the, you know, 1960s Madison Avenue thing, but like calling people who are crazy a madman. I think that sounds kind of cool. I don't know. Okay. It yeah. seems like very it. Uh, antiquated. They aren't crazy. Psychopathic. Yeah. Not crazy. Lunatics. Did you say lunatics? Yes. That's, That's a good word. Oh, my face. No. It's pretty outdated. It's, it's extremely outdated. Yeah. It's based off of the fact that people think the full moon makes people crazy. Nostalgia. Yeah, it sounds very like That's old, tiny asylum from the Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to get you back to those times. I do, too. And like maniac. They were way yeah. more interesting. Oh, uh-huh. that's a lunatic asylum. Ooh, what's right. it? Tell me more. Like, now it's like, oh, that's an institution to for the mentally whatever. Boring. Give Come me a lunatic How can you make movies on that? Mm-mm, you, you can't. can't. Anywho, <laughs> um, telltale signs that somebody might be a psychopath. They're extremely charming. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. I could be a psychopath. <laughs> no. At least, at least at first, they're charming. They usually have great stories. Well, maybe. <laughs> they're great at parties. Ted Bundy, right? <laughs> yep. Yes. They're very interesting, quick-witted, like and, they're, and they're usually well-liked. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> interesting. On. Uh, number two, they experience no remorse. Okay, just to be clear, all those things could describe some, someone who's not a psychopath. Yes, but that's why there's that. more. Yeah. That's why they or, said this is a telltale sign. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, they're incapable of remorse. I mean, literally, their brains don't register remorse, guilt. They just don't care. Are you going to tell us the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath? Yeah. Sounds like a good um, way to live. 
Wow. No remorse. Really? Jesus. No. Joking. No regrets. No <laughs> if they've offended somebody, they just think that person is too sensitive. And if they've treated somebody badly, that person deserved it. If they killed someone, that person's just a little frail. <laughs> <laughs> that- they shouldn't have made it so someone, easy to kill them. It's like, oh, they were killed by a bullet. Yeah. Like that. They went and got themselves. They murdered. let themselves be killed by me. Their skin was so easily pierced by a butcher's Exactly. Knife. Mm-hmm. Not really, but we bad. will get into <laughs> psychopaths who murder. Um, they're very arrogant. They have an inflated sense of importance. They're very grandiose. The usual rules and laws don't apply to them. Um, they think they deserve to be the CEO. They and wow. they think they're the best at everything they do. You are describing someone near and dear to our hearts. I right know. Now. Who? And it might not be the president of the United States. <laughs> oh. oh, I thought you were talking about like a friend. No, <laughs> I was like who? Oh, no, not a friend. Um, they take big risks. They don't worry about safety. Theirs or other people's. Oh. They lie, cheat, and steal to get ahead. Mm. They tend to be intelligent, and they can. Mm. Okay, no. well, yeah, yeah, lost us on that. <laughs> they tend to be. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh okay. Um. And they, they'll plan out their crimes well in advance. They make really good con artists. Okay. And they're master manipulators. They have no genuine emotions, but they learn to mimic other people's emotions. And so they can come across as genuine because they're just acting. And they use that to mimic or to manipulate people. So they cry at the end of a yeller about a second after everybody else starts to cry. Only, like if, that. only if that will get them something they want. You should probably just go ahead and roll with those things that we say, and not try to explain them or, you know, rationalize them. And often, if they have loved ones, their loved ones have no idea that they are incapable of caring about other people. That's the creepiest Because part. they can act like they do if they're smart. Wait, but not that. I would think the family who grew up with them and saw them be not empathetic etc yeah. et you're right no, but she has a kid but, for, mm-hmm. but once they've, they've developed yeah. that skill and so co-workers and friends later exactly like that are wives children yes yeah husbands husbands yeah i think there are more men psychopaths than women way more dad Most way likely. more that's not a scientific opinion it, and it, <laughs> I, I didn't research that but that's no, that's my personal belief hiding and then get caught mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no yeah. yeah. It's calling you out. Anywho. Um, <laughs> you actually just did it for like 20 minutes. No. Yeah. 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 No. No. Okay. So you asked about psychopath versus sociopath. Mm-hmm. They're all, the terms are often used interchangeably, but sociopath refers to a person with antisocial tendencies that are caused by social or environmental factors. Whereas. Really? Yes. Psychopathic traits are more innate. So, really? How, yeah. How, do you, how does. So you're brought up. To be whatever selfish and non-empathetic, as opposed to you're born that way. Is that a fair? Yes, like I mean, think about it. If you're a sociopath, or if you have sociopathic tendencies, it may be determined you're that way because you were abused severely as a child and neglected, and you know mm. you were homeless and so that's like beaten. And, yes, yeah, but like Eileen Warnos. Like, uh, but you know what? Researchers don't even use sociopathy anymore. Really? Yes. Yeah. Don't they say anti antisocial yep. personality disorder? Yes. And that covers both people who are psychopathic because they were born that way and people who are psychopathic because of abuse and trauma. And can we call it ASPID? So I don't want to say antisocial 
psychological disorder, personality disorder. You can call it whatever you want what to, but I'm not going to refer to it. It doesn't have to be Aspid. an acronym. Yes, it does. It can what just be an initialism. Defiance disorders. What? What about them? I mean, do they have anything? Do you have one? Oh, yes. No, but do you have <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I guess you did your research on that. See, oh, she evidence that she has a defiance I She's didn't come you. across it in my research on psychopathy, so maybe it doesn't have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. This is the Aaron versus Carrie <laughs> podcast. Yes, <laughs> Something I'm going so on. So you could download one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it... it Everybody's giving each other the finger around this table. <laughs> Not me, because uh-huh. I'm good. Because we're all psychopaths. That's right. Everybody but Jack and Mom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think calling yourself Mom is a evidence of being a psychopath. No, it's not. It's um, probably not. It's pretty normal. <laughs> it's not normal, but it's Okey-dokey's. not following. <laughs> um, there was an, a woman in Italy. Her last name is Pletti. She did research on psychopathy, and she uh, established that people with high levels of psychopathy are less able to recognize distress cues, including facial and vocal expressions of fear and sadness in people Ew. who need help. So if you like you fall off a ship and yell "help, help," the psychopath is going to go, "I don't. What's wrong? I, what do you mean? Why is, why is he waving yeah. to me? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. 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 He's in the ocean. I don't know. Because because babies are pretty much born. <laughs> I mean, that's something that are born. Go on. That, <laughs> that babies can recognize, <laughs> right? That's true. That I babies can uh, recognize yes. that. Facial expressions, Babies yeah. can recognize distress. Everyone's going to disagree that babies are Actually, born. you know what babies are <laughs> born? Babies are homunculuses, and they're just uh, they're manufactured. More, they're more, like, expelled from the body. Mm-hmm. Different. That's true. So babies recognize... Also known as birth. Um, signs what? of distress. Signs of distress. Yes. Like, I mean, baby babies? Yeah, yeah, baby babies. Like, Dale. Yes, I don't know. You go up and before your eyes are open, your dumb little eyes, and you go, you like make a cry face, and they'll freak out. Any mother listening to our podcast right now, when you have the baby, I mean, talking right out of the chute, get it up close to you and make like a scared, ah, I'm being killed kind of face, and see if the baby looks worried. That's abusive. Test it. Traumatize (laughs) it. Traumatize it right off the bat. Let us know. See what happens. Tell us. And it's called science. So, so anyhow, most of us learn very early in life that that it's unpleasant to make somebody else distressed or afraid or sad. And so we avoid doing that. And psychopaths do not. They, they, it's they, not unpleasant to them. Is it enjoyable or just not? They just don't care one way or the other. Uh, probably both, depending on levels of psychopathy. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Ooh, is there like a 1 to 10 scale? Please tell me there is. Uh, there's a 0 to 40 scale. Whoa. Whoa, even better. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. Do you want do you want to 100? You got to stay with the metric. 0 to 100. 0 to 60. So because of this, psychopaths are less likely to base moral decisions on um, whether or not something they do is going to cause somebody else to suffer because they just don't care. Um, so they can distinguish white from wrong. So we can't say that a psychopath. You did say white. You said white from wrong. <laughs> I was like, whoa, we need Your to rectify that. Your white supremacy is wrong. <laughs> white and then wrong. And then wrong. Everything else. Shut is up. Wrong. You are Phil Dunphy. Okie dokies. Right yeah. from wrong. Okay. They know right from wrong. Okay. But they don't understand. Care? They don't care, and they yeah. don't understand the morality of it. They don't give a shit. They're like, I know I shouldn't do this, but so it's like, it. so it's like they don't have a conscience. They know something's wrong, but they don't care, and they don't let the fact that it's wrong influence 
their decision making on whether or not to do something they know is wrong. And that can be all the way from dining and ditching to murdering. Yep. Yeah, to mm-hmm. Bernie Madoff to Ted Bundy. Yep. Yep. And it's yeah. it's linked to emotions. There are no negative emotions associated with doing something wrong for them. So there's no downside for them. We've all met them. We probably. Have. I have, absolutely. Yeah. Probably. I probably no, just, have actually too. they they're amoral. They don't care. I feel like they that's are an self-centered. What is that you've all met a psychopath or a sociopath? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I little contrarian bitch. I Let's know. I, I don't disagree. I don't I, I don't know that I, I think have. there's a bunch of bitches I at my school that are psychopaths. I highly doubt fucking Emma. Well, you meet thousands. You're 18, bitch. We you meet thousands of people over the course of school. I wouldn't say I have a little kid. Little nothing. Child over there. I don't six months old. Bitch. I I don't. Are you kidding? I don't know that I have either. Contemplating murder. I wouldn't call them psychopaths. No, not all murderers are psychopaths. That's for certain. Okay, now I'm going to tell you a super interesting story. Okay. Okay, go, girl. That um, there's a high likelihood that some of our listeners have heard of this person before because he's he's been um, Jeffrey Dahmer on lots of podcasts before. I thought you were going to say it's a high likelihood that some of our listeners are psychopaths. <laughs> no, I doubt that very much. This is a call out post. Anyhow, this is a story about a man. Tell us on Facebook if you're a psychopath. <laughs> Message us. Email us at named subject line. I'm a psychopath. Dr. James Fallon. He's a neuroscientist. He's a researcher at UC Irvine. My alma mater. Mar- mater. <laughs> martyr. Oh, no. <laughs> All the good things, like, just giving it a weird spin. Yeah, so he violence. must be very smart, is what I'm trying to say. All right. Um, his area of research was basic brain chemistry of the brain and adult stem cells. Ooh. So he's a smarty pants. That's crazy. And, um, yeah. So, yeah. so anyhow, just, you know, kind of worked in a lab, was kind of under the radar kind of a guy and going along doing his work. And then, um, in the psychiatry department, they got a PET scan machine. PET means positron emission tomography. Don't ask me what it does because oh, I don't know. Be sure to scan pets. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you could probably use I'm it to scan your pets. For your pet scan. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pet scanner. Did you know you don't for a serious medical t- medical test? <laughs> so anyhow, this was probably you know quite a few decades ago at least, and it was like a new toy at the school. So that you know, some you know I had a friend in that department called him. Come over, I want to show you our machine. So he went over to <laughs> see exactly it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> now they're frat guys. That like how long studied. ago was he? Were you there when this happened? Did Possibly you get, did you get a no. Scan? No. Are you a psychopath? No. <gasps> um. So they called him to come and see it, and just for fun, let's do a scan of your brain. So they scanned his brain. <laughs> just for fun. Just wow. for, yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. see if you have a tumor. We don't know. Yeah. It's not like an MRI though. It's not like being in an insanely scary like exorcist scene. I, I don't. I don't know what it's like. No. I've had three. What? They're fun. You MRIs, not MRIs. PET scans. Oh, yeah. Listen to some no. box what's while the you're difference? What, what's a PET scan? What you do? Yeah, what do you do on a PET scan? I, I don't what know. What does it scan? Oh, wow. Are you in so, two? More not positron, research, right? electron tomography. I guess you okay. I, I think emission. Aaron, <laughs> I think a PET scan can scan any part of your body, but Whoa. they were using it for um, the brain. Because this was psychiatry. They were doing studies on consciousness, addiction, and schizophrenia. Fun. So they started in this. He wasn't involved in this, but they started, um, you know, he would like look out his window and see like 
armed policemen escorting a shackled, manacled prisoner through the campus. And, you know, they were taking him to get a PET scan because they wanted to analyze uh, the brains of serial killers. So they would, you know, when they'd find a serial killer, they'd bring him in and do a brain scan. And uh, one reason why they were doing it is because the courts wanted the brain scan because they wanted to use it during the penalty phase of trials, not like to determine guilt or whatever, but to see, you know, this person is a psychopath and needs to be locked up for the rest of their lives. Okay, so so, so if you are, if you don't pass the PET scan, you're locked up longer than if you do pass the PET scan, I don't know. He didn't didn't really talk that much all about how they used it, but... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I don't either. And there's well, a, we'll get into that when it comes to the. If we come to that day, we can identify someone who's a psychopath. But it's not always that cut yeah. and dry. Just a brain scan might not always be enough to 100% accurately tell. Yeah. Someone it needs to be locked away for the rest of their yeah. life. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's kind of slippery slope. You can't lock somebody away. Report. Yeah. Not and it's bad. Some, girl. So, anyhow, one coming. day. And, and basically, it wasn't to show that they were a psychopath because they didn't really know about brain patterns that determined psychopathy back then but it was just like to show that they were crazy because they had abnormal brains probably i'm not sure but so one day he said they brought him a mixed pile of brain scans that that included normal brains and and then people with a variety of mental illnesses along normal yeah got it i know we're just gonna power through (laughs) and and so normals, people with a variety of mental normals. illnesses, and then the serial killer scans. And they were all mixed up, and they were not identified, so he didn't know which ones were which. So he just started separating them into piles based on him looking at them and um, which ones were similar, which parts of the brain seemed to be malfunctioning in different people. So he could easily identify the normals, and he could identify the schizophrenics and depressives because he knew what their the patterns in their brains look like. And then he identified a whole other group that had a mix of damage but that was different, but they all had one thing in common. They all appeared to have low levels of activity in a region of the brain located toward the center at the base of the frontal and temporal lobes. And um, this region is called the orbital cortex. It's involved in regulating emotions and impulses. Mm, We need those. And it also plays a role in morality and aggression. Hmm. So... These and he, you know, decided that this mattered because these sections of the brain are involved in moral reasoning and processing emotions like guilt and embarrassment. So this, you know, made sense to him, and so he developed his theory on the psychopathic brain. And so he was assuming these are the serial killers, the other people, yeah, the ones with the the orbital malfunctioning, cortex. yeah, orbital cortex. So, so this wasn't his area. So, you know, though he just left those piles sitting there for a long time and he was doing an all, he was doing Alzheimer's research and his wife's family had a lot of history of Alzheimer's. So he thought, okay, I'm going to get my wife's family in here and we're going to do PET scans of their brains and I'll, I'll bring in. So he also brought in his brother and his children to be kind of like control group because he didn't have Alzheimer's in his family. (laughs) And um, he was trying to discover new genes for Alzheimer's and schizophrenia. So um, they all, and, and he thought, you know, if you can identify somebody whose brain shows that 
they have a high likelihood of developing Alzheimer's, they can change the way they live, like the way they eat. And, you know, there are things that people can do, they say, about Alzheimer's. So anyhow, when the role... Sleep more. Yeah. Seriously. Really? Sleep more. You do puzzles. Yeah. Your brain... Keep your mind active. Your brain is cleaned by fluid when you're sleeping. So, and that is possibly connected to Alzheimer's. Yeah, a little (laughs) bit. Like, put your brain in the dishwasher. Yeah. Go to sleep. Sleep is more important than we ever realized. Yep. So don't get mad at me for taking a 12-hour nap. It's not a nap, Aaron. That's not a nap. That's half the day. <laughs> don't get mad at me for sleeping 14 hours a day. When have I ever gotten mad at you for, yeah, for ever, sleeping? Ever. Yeah, yeah, first of all, lies, um, bitch. When I would come home at 1.30, go to what? sleep by 2. And what did I do? Ground you? No. You. One time you woke me up 15 minutes in the morning <gasps> and made me clean, and I've never felt so betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably because your grandmother was coming to visit. It yeah. was. I mean, okay. This tells y'all all y'all need to know about Aaron. Yeah, this is who Aaron really is. I Let me my take sleep. my nap. I don't care about my elderly grandmother coming to visit. I don't want to hear a word out of you, Miss. Didn't clean. Okay, <laughs> Cindy Lauper in here. They share a Talk room. About true colors. In case you didn't know. Okay, so so the results came back. You know, of all the scans that he did for his Alzheimer's test, mm-hmm. and he, so he was going through the pile of the family's PET scans, and again, they're all anonymous. He can't see who's is whose. And um, he said he was relieved that everyone was normal. And oh, yeah. uh, but then when he got to the last one, the one at the bottom, he thought, "Oh gosh, this must have gotten in there by mistake." It Look must, at this psycho. Yeah, <laughs> it must be from one of the. This must be the scan of one of the serial killers. Because he said it looked like the worst case of psychopath's brain. This guy's killed how many? And it was my nephew. (laughs) So he had to contact like like the research assistant who had the key to what, you know, I guess they're probably numbered or whatever, what number corresponds to what person. And he found that it was his brain scan. Oops. Yeah. Y'all wanted a twist. That's a cute little surprise. You gotta deliver that little more punch, (laughs) kid. Do that over again. And guess whose it was? It was his. (laughs) So, anyhow, uh, little Jimmy Fallon was a Catholic boy. Wait. (laughs) James Fallon. You said Jimmy Fallon, who is the oh, popular night. I'm assuming when he was shows. little, they called him Jimmy, but okay. his name is James. Right. Yeah, call him James, because that. <laughs> call him James. We're going to start forgot, a bad rumor. I Jimmy Fallon is going to email us. How dare you guys? <laughs> Sued for libel and slander. Okay. That's hey, how this Jimmy, ends. Jimmy, tweet about our show, maybe. <laughs> Because we just called you a psycho motherfucker. Do it. <laughs> Give us money. This Stop James it. Fallon, when he was a little boy, he was a real good Catholic. He grew up in New York, had a hyper-religious life. Red flag. Killed small animals. <laughs> he, um, he was like a, like a really good Catholic boy. And he went to like Ugh. Catholic school. And I think he even went to a Catholic college. And he said at one point, somebody pulled him aside and said, you know, you got to loosen up. You got to have some fun. You got to, you know. Maybe murder maybe someone. Yeah. That know, person a... was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of laughed it off. Laughed off that... Okay. Oh, laughed off the fact there. that his uh, brain scan showed that, you know, he was potentially a psychopath. Um, but then, you know, he started thinking about stuff and he remembered at a family barbecue, his mom had pulled him aside and uh, told him to check his his father's family out. And Excuse his father, meaning her husband? Yeah. You know, she always thought there was like a rivalry about like whose family uh, was it, was worse because okay. I think that because the mom. Yeah, we do <laughs> a little bit, but uh, because I think his mom was Italian. And so like the joke was, you know, her family was all, you know, mafia involved oh. and 
and Fallon. So he was, his dad was probably Irish Catholic or whatever. And so, you know, mm. so she, she said, you know, why don't you, uh, he had a cousin or, so, or somebody who had written a book, uh, had traced like the father's ancestry back and found a lot of thing about his, a lot of information about his ancestry. So she's like, you know, contact this guy and, and look into it because I think there's, you know, some creepy stuff in there. Your ancestor is Sonny Bean. So well, oh, he shit. did. He, he said he found the first case of matricide was a direct ancestor of his Ooh. in 1666. Wait, the first ever case of matricide. In What's America. Matricide? Killing, your, Killing mom. your mama. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know, right? And then he also found there were six, uh, six more murderers in his direct family line. What the fuck? I wasn't far. I think that's cool. And I. <laughs> you. Bad. You no. have hardly any murderers in your back on your mom's side. And that's annoying. No, I would mom. think it was pretty cool, too. Yeah. So, I'm with you. Yeah, to have a bunch of murderers. In your yeah. direct lineage. Really? Yeah. yeah. I would like our listeners to know that I'm making a face that would uh, <laughs> what the kids call cringing. <laughs> How is that cringy? Well, I'm not saying I want to be one and I hope I'm a psychopath, but like kinda. being related to them, why not? Did you not just hear it? That means you're probably more likely to be one. Did he kill anybody? Okay, but we know not we aren't. Yet. That you, don't, know. you don't know that. Have you been pet scanned? No, but I did take the test. Have you been pet scanned? I don't give a shit about your 16 personalities test. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a Myers Briggs. Just tell me no, about the pet no, 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 scan. no, not that. I know. <laughs> Okie dokies. No, because they don't have pet scans like at Target. Just to. <laughs> Oh, they, future. Oh, you know what? It's not Target. Idea, actually. Target. Target. So you want to know if you're a psycho? Come on, <laughs> Come on down, Target. Buck 50. So he started to ask people what they thought of him. People that, you know, that knew him real well, his family and his children and his wife. And he had a really good friend who was a psychiatrist. And what? every single person said, yeah, we've always known you're kind of a psychopath. What the yeah, fuck? James that's what James he said. You're kind of a dick. So yeah. nobody told him. No, you no. Yeah, he was shocked. They're not real friends. And they said, no. and Fake he said, why haven't you told me? And they said, we have told you. What? We've literally oh. said you're a sociopath. You know what? I think now's a good time to tell our good friend Larry. Oh, we've never told you this. <laughs> Hopefully, you're listening or not. Kind of a psycho. I don't think he's a psychopath. I'm kidding completely. The way <laughs> really? you said it oh. indicated that you thought maybe he was. <laughs> I don't think he's a psychopath. Wow. But also, oh Larry doesn't God. listen to us. <gasps> oh, you sound a little hurt. Are you yeah. okay? I'm very hurt. doesn't listen to us, so oh fuck you. He will. So, uh, you know, people told him that he was kind of cold. He didn't connect with people. He was glib. They did say he was great at parties. He had great stories. He doesn't sound that great at parties. But yeah. He, he was like great. Super nerd. He cold was, and glib. Great at parties. I'm not getting that. <laughs> no, he was great to talk to at a party because he was for interesting. Sh- for a short amount of time, but you couldn't build a relationship yes. with him. That was deep. Yeah, exactly. So I want a beer? Yeah, it's over there. Go get yourself. That kind of thing. <laughs> Me as hell. Parties, like frat parties. Shit. If he, if he did a keg stand with him in frat party, he'd let your feet go. Yes. That kind of thing. True. Following your face. guy. So anyhow, yeah, they said he oh, was... Oh, he no, no, no. He, uh, if you're beer parties. bonging, if you're beer bonging and you don't know it, he'd put a shot of Everclear in your beer bong, Rick. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's Rick. what a psychopath is. Rick is a psychopath. Rick. I'll have to get that out. <laughs> Is it personal? Yeah, very pointed. Very, very Old scary. wounds. Personal. Everclear is scary. Continue. Yeah. So, like <laughs> I said. Oh Especially if you don't know what's in your beer bomb. I'm sorry. Sorry. They <laughs> thought, thought he was fun and interesting to be around, but emotionally 
he wasn't great to be close to, and he didn't have empathy. But he had a wife. Smelled bad. So here's the key. So did every serial. But see, he was a smart person. Most don't. So he he knew how he was supposed to act. What now? Don't over. Sorry, Emma said. No, I mean the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) He was a smart person. So he had probably from a very young age, even though he wasn't consciously doing it, he figured out how he was supposed to act and behave, and he did. So, um, but here's the key. When he knew that this was always actually pretty accurate, he didn't care. Wow. Because you know why? He's, He's a, a psychopath. psychopath. Yeah. Exactly. Like 22 or maybe the opposite. Catch negative 22. It might be better that he never knew. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. so, now he's like emboldened. No. So he said it was kind of the proof that what they were saying was true. So um, he took, there is something called the psychopath test. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Sounds but, fake, but okay. But he took it. And um, he said he does score a little bit high on that. A little bit. A little bit. But so he said he's what is called a pro-social or successful psychopath. Oh. Meaning he doesn't commit crimes. He doesn't hurt people. Yeah. You know, he doesn't do anything violent or anything like that. And then he he also has a theory, and so do a lot of other people, that maybe society needs psychopaths. You know, psychos have that theory. You don't want a surgeon who is overly empathetic. With their patients, because I do though, but yeah. they need to be detached from the person on the operating table. Uh, yeah, don't you know that? Like, the number I don't agree. I don't either. I oh, I totally do. Well, that's kind of an old-fashioned view, to be quite honest. No, no. It's, it's sort of a sterilized. I, it, I don't know. Would you be able to cut into someone's body? No, but I don't want to be a surgeon. So <laughs> yeah, so so people who do want to cut into people's pro- bodies probably have a little bit of psychopathic tendencies. Because they don't care that they're cutting into someone's body. Yeah, well, maybe they're not overly empathetic with them because they don't feel others' pain. Well, okay, not necessarily, but okay, really. Yep. Uh, Medicine, military, never mind. I've already been saying this. You've been interrupting me a long time ago. I just thought because no one cares. They do that kind of thing (laughs) because they care. So anyhow. So, like you said, you know, he has a theory that maybe we need them, but sometimes it gets out of hand. Talking about you, Donald Trump. He had tiny hands. (laughs) So, so he also, this was, you said maybe it would, maybe it was a bad thing that he found out about it. Jack? I don't know. I don't know. Little Jack Worley, you said that? I did. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) Yes, I said that. What about it? He decided that, um, even if he didn't feel these things, he was going to act like he did. So he started going to, to the, all the weddings and funerals instead of just the parties, you know, because he would skip a funeral or a wedding because to those, to him, those things were boring and not fun. So weddings can be cool. Yeah, but a lot of people don't Girl like going to weddings. Girls, they haven't gotten married yet. They're feeling kind of bad about themselves. It's, it's, a, gross. it's a high opportunity environment. Next. <laughs> We're just going to ignore everyone. That's a little can... psychopathic, Dean. It is a little. It's a lot psychopathic. I don't really think it. So, be, so anyhow, clear. he started thinking, okay, what would a nice person do in this situation? And then he would do it, even if it's the opposite of what his natural instinct is to do. His natural instinct is to knock over the cake before they have a chance to cut it, <laughs> put it in his face. So he but said, he didn't do that. So he's no, good. He's he said good. he started to be a good companion and a good friend on purpose. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. So you're excused. No. So it was helpful no. for him to know this about himself. So um, he also believes that genetics and brain development don't fully account for whether or not somebody will become violent, because obviously he has that part of his brain that doesn't function the way 
normal people's does. And he's not violent. So um, he started thinking that there's a lot to the effect of bullying, abuse, and street violence as kids. So things that that um, maybe he didn't experience as a kid because he had a great upbringing, a great family, and you know everybody was supportive and loving, and so that helped him to become so it's a an, successful. It's an interactive effect. It's it's you have the psychopathy, yes, and then you combine with some kind of a childhood trauma or terrible environment. Yes, uh, that's that why you. I think yeah. the. PET scans shouldn't be the end-all be-all exactly. in terms yeah. of yes. criminal yes. penalty. But you know what? They could be used to flag people yeah. in for further evaluation. That's true. Yeah, but that's, well, that sounds super yes. nasty. Yes. Flagging uh, people <laughs> is super problematic. Put them in a registry. Like the, yeah, you sound like the bad guy yeah. in every single X-Men movie. Little Chris yeah. Kobaki. Little Chris Kobaki. And he said he used to think that it was about 80% biology and 20% um, environment, but now he's not sure. Now it's seventy nine twenty one. He said he never knew how profoundly and how profoundly an early environment can affect somebody. I but you know, based pretty. on his own experience, he realized that his good early experiences, you know, made him a not bad person. I can't say good, although I, I'm sure he's a good person. He's he said, not bad. His, no, he's not. His mom also told him about all the weird stuff he used to do as a kid, like his weird behaviors. Well, and that, we all got some of that. Let's be real. When he was a kid, though, okay, nobody told me they could see you being a gang leader oh, or a mafia what? don. Yeah, no, not that. And not that. no, did he, did no. Did he eat chalk or dirt? <laughs> <laughs> did he have pica? She's Emma, not even paying attention right talk now. about you. This um, you, you ass a chalk dirt sand. Get rid of your phone. It's on my lap. I'm gonna break it. Yeah, I'm gonna break it too. I'm gonna break it. You're down. paying for it. I'm not gonna break it. <laughs> but he must have done some not nice things because his mom also told him other kids' parents would forbid them to play with oh, him. Oh shit. Yeah, then he did it. some real so, not nice things. Um, Push him well, off swings. What you shit. did to Billy with the fork, we we'll, won't talk about that, but you're not invited over there anymore. And then you know, come. after he grew up and turned out so well, everybody would be baffled. They would be shocked at how well he turned out because they didn't think he would. They, you know, thought he'd be in jail. Mm, mm, mm. So, um, so speaking of presidents, <laughs> and, and you know, but, uh, I was I nice segue. She always was. shouted out Donald <laughs> Trump there um, because he says he's a, a pro-social or successful psychopath. That's what uh, there has been research into presidents. Being successful psychopaths. Not surprising at all. Ronald Reagan. LBJ. No, he's too dumb. LBJ. 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 Yeah. Reagan now. FDR, yeah. maybe. Reagan and Richard Nixon. Maybe. You want to hear what I found? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to so, hear what I found? So there, there is an emerging theory that some aspects of psychopathy may actually be positive adaptations in certain social situations. Um, and so a Clinical psychopath encompasses things such as fearless social dominance, self-centered impulsivity, superficial charm, guiltlessness, callousness, dishonesty, and immunity to anxiety. So each of these traits, you know, there's a continuum. You know, it's not either you have it or you don't. And so, um, and so you have some of them and not others and, you know, to certain degrees. So they analyzed uh, personality assessments of 42 presidents and um, Most of them. going up to George W. Bush. That's where it ended. And um, wow. th- there's a book about this if anybody's interested. George, which one? George w. Oh, okay. 
Um, and so more than a hundred experts, biographers, journalists, scholars, those kinds of people, um, who are like authorities on U.S., certain U.S. presidents, they evaluated, you know, the one that they're the, the expert on and then, um, did like a standardized psychological, uh, study of personality, intelligence, and behavior. So they found that Theodore Roosevelt Ooh, ranked right. the highest in fearless dominance. Oh, shit. Um, not not in overall dominance. psychopathy, okay. but in fearless dominance, followed by uh, JFK, FDR. I love JFK. Okay. Ronald Reagan, Rutherford Hayes, really? Zachary really? Taylor. Zachary really? Taylor. What? what? Remembers or cares about? I, I remember Zachary Taylor. Bill Clinton. People remember Zachary Hell Taylor. Hell yeah, Billy. Not well, though. <laughs> Martin Van Buren. Marty. Don't know who that is. Just His beard. Fifth that beard. Dutch. Cool. Andrew Nicholas. Jackson. And Good. last. Ugh. Andrew Jackson sucks. George W. Bush. Oh, he uh, sucks, too. Last? You mean Well, like last in the highest of okay. the fearless dominance. Is that Baby Bush or yes. Daddy yes. Bush? Yes. Baby, Baby Bush. Bush or Daddy Bush. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt also ranked the highest... Oh, no, he ranked the highest for, that was fearless dominance, but lower than average for self-centered impulsivity. There you go. Who ranked the highest in genocide, spoiler alert, Andrew Jackson? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that suggested that Theodore Roosevelt was not a psychopath. Nope. That's fun. That's good. he wasn't. He's on Mm -hmm. Mount Rushmore. That doesn't mean good things. So isn't Jackson... No, he's not. No, he's not. (laughs) Lincoln. He is on the $20 bill for some... Lincoln, Washington. Not much longer. Lincoln, Washington... Roosevelt. It doesn't matter. Go another one. Tubman. Two more. Harriet Tubman. Four or five. That'd be cool. Can we put Beyonce, Beyonce up there? Yeah. No, Beyonce. Harriet Tubman before Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> Lyndon Johnson ranked yep. relatively high for fearless dominance. He was fifteenth, and he was among the top five for self-centered impulsivity. Yeah, we're heading. To, well, see, but that doesn't hard, that hardly makes him a psychopath. Or I guess there's gradations and yeah, continuums. Yeah, nobody said it does. But, but he was a good president, right? Fair, yeah. He was a bully, but it's he was a good Vietnam president. War thing. Yeah, Vietnam War, not he, so much. Civil rights, but civil rights checked. Yeah. Vietnam War, mm, bad call. Yeah. So anyhow, it's consistent with what we know about Johnson. He was very dominant, socially bold, yep. and could be very ruthless. And he was like 6'3". And he picked his dog up by its ears. And oh. he would hold... Um, meetings yeah. in the bathroom when he was pooping, and he would make people come in and talk to him while he was pooping. And yes. wipe his ass. Exactly. Secret Service, I'm ready. That's what people did in the medieval times. No. Medieval times? Medieval times. <laughs> the medieval times. <laughs> I think I read that somewhere. I'm sure there was. Anyhow, it's kind of a pity that um, that research ended with George W. Bush. Yeah, I know. So well, somebody needs I to add 44 and 45 to that. So we figured it it's out already. <laughs> That's kind of weird, though. We stopped having a president after 44. That's just kind of weird. That's weird. Yeah, where'd they go? It's weird that we don't have a president. Yeah, that's like, wild. we just don't have one right now. That's so it's cool. funny. It's wishful thinking. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about children psychopaths now. Children yes. psychopaths, the best kind. Got one right there, pointed at Aaron. I'm not a child, so... Fuck yes, you, you are. You turned um, 18 like a month I'm a ago. I'm a little adult. <laughs> <laughs> I can get a tattoo and buy a house, maybe. No, I don't. No, I you can't, bitch. Credit school. <laughs> you got to co-sign that, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or a job. <gasps> Yet. Almost. Hopefully. Ooh. Wait for the phone call. What's up? <laughs> Anyhow, there's a really good article about psychopath children in The Atlantic magazine written by Barbara Bradley Haggerty. Ooh. This month, shout out. So, Max. oh really? 
I'm very, um, what's the word? Up to date. That's yes. Brad Hag. Something. Something like that. Um, so in the article, Sexy. they. What? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Next. They, they talk about a girl that we'll call Samantha. I'm, right. I'm assuming that means that's not a real name. It's a pseudonym. She's 11 and she. Great age. She's in a treatment facility in Texas. I'm 11, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> Great vine. Great vine. Oh, ha, ha, ha. You guys think I'm 5'9". Well, I'm 11, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> My favorite part about it is that girl, little girl, looks exactly like Emma. She does exactly. look just like me. Exactly. She does look just like me. It sounds like something you would have said when yep. you were 11. Exactly. That's it's... what makes it so funny. Or right now. Shut the fuck up. I'm 17. <laughs> so anyhow, this little girl... Uh, Samantha, she, like I said, she's in a treatment facility in Texas and she's been there for like five years. She was adopted when she was two. And, um, before anybody started thinking, she was horribly abused. She wasn't. Oh, why is she adopted then? Because her biological mother lost her home and her job and she couldn't care for her. Oh, not what I'm thinking of. Samantha. And they said there was no evidence of any abuse of her when she was a little baby. Um, so, but, so she did spend some time in foster care and before she was adopted, um, you know, there are records that she had gotten into like fights with other little kids at daycare. And there was a toddler fight club. Yeah. A, <gasps> a specific little kerfuffle. Can't talk and about it. both kids were soothed. And, but then <sighs> later back, like out on the little playground or whatever. But th- this is when she was 20 months old. So she's not oh, even shit. two years old yet. Just say that bitch is almost two years old. 20 months. Well, because she was adopted when she was two. So I'm just saying. So this was shortly before she turned two. And so she got into this little little tiff with a little boy on the playground. So, you know, some time passes. Everybody moves on. Later, when they're back in the little classroom, she pulls down her pants and pees on the little boy. <laughs> Holy Whoa. shit. That's what we call a savage. That's up? what we call Donald Trump in Russia. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly, even as... A, a two-year-old, you know, she planned out her revenge. That's fucking gross. Oh my god! <laughs> and what she was gonna do? Blech. So even at so after she was adopted, you know, she still exhibited troubling behavior. She and um, as she got older, she would draw pictures of methods of killing animals and people. Oh my god! She started acting out and like and like weapons, like knives and guns what and stuff fuck? like that. And then she started acting out, killing her stuffed animals and dolls. And when she was six, she actually tried to strangle the, uh, I think the family had a couple of older kids and then they had her. And then, um, there were two other little kids. I think they adopted another little kid and then they actually had a baby. So she, I think she tried to strangle, um, one, the, the other one that was adopted with her and then, um, one time they were in the minivan and she, or the mom was looking in the rearview mirror and she saw Samantha trying to choke her baby brother sitting in a car seat. Yeah. And, you know, so her mom had to stop the car and, you know, stop her from doing it. And later when they got home, you know, the, the mom was talking to her about it and she said, you know, you know, he could die if, you know, you kept doing that. And she said, Oh yeah, I know. I was, I was trying to kill him. And, well, why would you want to kill your baby brother? What would happen to the rest of us? Oh, I'm planning on killing you all, too. Oh, no. Holy shit. How old was she? Uh, Six. Jesus. I would. kind of send her back. Sell her home and keep her there. This was like, you know, very nice, probably upper middle class family. Um, 
I forget where they live. You know what I do? I just move out and just not tell her. That's what <laughs> you just you know, just the food's going to last a while. But I, I think the dad was like a physician. The mom was like a special education teacher. I mean, you know, so they they were well-equipped parents. They knew what they were doing with parenting. And so, obviously, the parents knew we got to do something. So, they were taking her to every child psychologist and psychiatrist they could find. And... um they were having a really hard time getting a diagnosis or any kind of effective treatment. Everyone ran out scared. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Me as hell. She took her doctor. to a doctor in New York City. And he kind of um, diagnosed her. They don't ever call children psychopaths. They, they should for her. No, they are said because they don't ever want to label a child as a psychopath for obvious reasons. And I think it's a good practice. Oh, yeah. I'll get their ass off. <laughs> Asshole, fine. Yeah, psychopath, maybe. Exactly. So instead of calling them psychopaths, they're said to have callous and unemotional traits. So that's what they said about her. And apparently, researchers believe that about 1% of children exhibit these traits about the same as autism or bipolar disorder. And, um, Did and they get vaccinated? The Stardex Internet. No. Jenny McCarthy. Don't tell, don't no. give her any more inspo. <laughs> Nor Gwyneth. Fake a test. Yeah. Fake a study like that dickhead doctor in England. Uh, Andrew Wakefield. And boom, run with it. So, also, lots of times it goes unnoticed because kids, um, you know, they can be charming and smart and they figure out at an early age how to mimic good social cues and stuff like that not so, this one yes well she's only six so she hadn't figured it out yet she's kind of an idiot <laughs> and obviously they're like everything else there's a spectrum so some are worse than others and all that uh, kind yeah, of stuff so so even though she had a nice supportive loving family she still obviously didn't turn out like james fallon because when he was a kid he didn't do anything like this she had a nice supporting loving family and wanted to kill them that's not optimal <laughs> there have been lots of studies, more than Would you fifty. Lock her in her room at night? No, because no, that might just make her more angry. Yeah. Uh, what if she doesn't know? No, but they can. Is you she an armed guard or something. You can of, put alarms. Uh, alarms. Well, that's yeah. yeah. Bells. <laughs> yeah, give her a collar. Like, put a bell. Put an alarm uh, on her bedroom door and her window and stuff yeah. like that. Put a little piece of duct tape. Um, mouth? What do you mean? No, Where? So it, when they open the door, it breaks, uh, and you know they've opened the door. That's what they yeah, do to RuPaul's Drag Race contestants. You want to wake up when they... Yeah. See, duct tape's not going to do that. You did The sound... Whoosh. Oh, God, what's that? She's coming for us. <laughs> no, you need more. You need a bell or a whistle. So, in, in lots of these studies, <laughs> they show that kids with callous and unemotional traits are three times more likely than other kids to become criminals or display aggressive psychopathic <laughs> traits later in life. Some good science. So... um, an adult psychopaths, you know, it's a, they're a tiny fraction of the general population, but studies suggest they commit uh, half of all violent crimes. Yeah. What? See, now there it goes back to, again, at the risk of sounding eugenics or Nazi-ish, knowing who these people are, since they commit half of all violent crimes, is not unvaluable to society. Not really, because you could say the same thing about, like, men. No, you All cannot. All mass shootings. Name one mass shooting. By psychopathic by men. Not necessarily. Yeah. Mass yeah. shootings. What about all the yeah. instances yeah. of domestic violence? Women being killed by their partners. Yes. Yeah. All men are most likely. It's that's, most. That's you can never say. say. It's not the same. Exactly. You it's can not, never you've say. You've got it exactly reversed, actually. It's going to do something terrible. No, but you don't. But you, no. 
But also, when you have to preface something with at the risk of sounding Nazi (laughs) or eugenicist, you might want to roll it back. I know. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not even advocating at all. I'm just saying I I think down the road, people, as we refine these techniques, it's a hugely slippery slope. Down the road, people might have the, people might gain those views, yes. Not just, I don't mean just gain those views, but as the science gets better and more certain about who these people are you, you, you probably will have a call to okay well to let's do I don't what? know I don't know I have no idea they'll have to do something like amend the constitution he's just talking yes. theories bro I know. but yes. what is okay. it don't be so attackatory <laughs> it's hypothetical yeah hypotheticals man Conjecture. exterminate them or treat them whoa Rehabilitate, Obviously. possibly. Yes, not murder them. <laughs> Probably. He's, he's, he's going on the Nazi path. No, I, I was not even say? near the Nazi he's path. You know how far? I was three paths over from the Nazi path. The Nazi path is was red and black. Mine was like a kind of a mauve. What? Where is this map? We're going to talk about treatment here. Okay. Um, so... Uh, researchers believe that there are two paths that lead to psychopathy, the the one that's dominated by nature, the way you're born, the way your brain is, and the other by nurture. So for some children, you know, if they grow up in poverty and they're abused and they live in a dangerous neighborhood, that can turn them violent and cold-hearted, even with a normal brain. So, and so those kids aren't born callous and emotional. So... Experts think if they're taken out of that horrible environment, they can be pulled back and not become psychopaths as adults. We all saw 48 hours. No, I'm sorry. Trading places. Why did I? Yeah. Trading, oh. trading places. Eddie Murphy. Oh. I thought you were talking Jack about Ride. the, the HGTV show. Yeah. Trading spaces. But then there are the, the kids like Samantha who, yeah. no matter how loving and wonderful their parents are, they're just born that way. But... Lady Gaga. They what? think born that way. Uh, born this way. I thought you meant Lady Gaga as a psychopath. Nah, I don't no, think she's so. Really good. She's too nice. I almost met her in Mexico. Aww. I'll never forget almost. it. <laughs> we, that was yeah. literally the one night we didn't go out to the club. You paid near Frankie Muniz. You don't ever talk about that. Because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you met Frankie Muniz. I they didn't actually meet him in the same airport bathroom at the same time. Uh, didn't know he was there until I walked out and mom and Rachel both yelled at me, Frankie Muniz walked out before you. I was like, okay. He's got a great career ahead of him. Oh, wait. Agent Cody Banks. Yeah. Is great. I'll never forget. I did. Agent though. Cody Banks is a good movie. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> did you even oh, see it? One, the one with Paul Giamatti. <laughs> that was Big Fat Liar <laughs> and Amanda Bynes. I liked yeah. Big Fat Liar. And um, that guy from SNL, Taron Killam. Oh, he was in that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. That, like, yeah. He's done a lot of Rip. Disney and Nickelodeon, Seriously, believe it or Rip not. Taron Killian. It's, what? That's what she said. Is he okay? Oh, he's fine. He's fine. Ah, I thought he died. He's fine. Isn't he married to that one person? Yeah, that one person. Which oh, that's Colby what Carrie does. That and, and you supply the answer. And she says, "Yeah, that's what I thought." She does. It's a yeah, classic no, technique. you know, she knows. It's what a I classic met. technique. Yes, you said that one person, it, and then she said the correct I know answer, it, and I don't you know said, it. Yeah. "That's what I was thinking of." I know it. Kobe, son, Colby, Colder. Yeah. See, in, in the Avengers. Uh-huh. Yeah. And other okay. things. Right. Anyhow, so researchers stress that a callous child, even one that's born that way, is not automatic automatically destined to be a psychopath. Good. Some estimate four out of five children with these traits do not grow up to be psychopaths. Then how are they commit fifty percent of the violent crimes? Because they commit a lot of crimes. That's the true. ones who do. Yes, into violent criminals, repeat offenders. Yeah. And the mystery, and the thing that everyone is trying to solve who researches this, is why 
some develop into normal adults and some end up on death row. What do you have numbers on those two that do fit both key buckets? That is to say they're genetically psychopathics and have these trauma in childhood. Is are, are they like super highly likely to commit uh, to do negative things? And no, I don't have those numbers. It would follow. My though. guess is that could be a, that could be a pretty high number. Because yeah. really, the the only population they have to study are the people that end up in prison. Yeah, so they need to find people. Messy. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, Jesus. So anyhow, um, how to spot? Just brought forty seven cookies. I know. <laughs> okay, she's going to count them and tell us now. I so for anybody who has a creepy child, if you want to know Eleven. if that child is a psychopath, um, a trained person can usually spot one by the time they're three or four. And a trained here, person, yes, a psychologist, a, child, a psychologist, or a psychiatrist, a porter. Um, here, here's the baby info. Normal children grow agitated when they see other children cry. It's just a normal human reaction they will either try to comfort the other child or they just split they leave the room because oh, they they yeah. don't they don't want to be distressed by That's seeing me. the other child in distress flight i'm out bye <laughs> flight or fight the, Shut. You, want, you want something to cry about <laughs> that would be a callous <laughs> and an emotional child yeah that's samantha they would show a chilly detachment and in the UK, they tested 205 week old babies. Wow. And they, they tested them to see if they prefer looking at a human face. How'd they get that many babies? Calling Dr. Mendel. What, bitch? There's lots of babies born Are you in the UK. Are kidding me? Yeah, that many babies. That's your... Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of babies. They oh didn't have God. all 200 babies in the room together. Are you fucking kidding me right <laughs> now? So anyhow, the way they test them to see if they preferred looking at a human face or a red ball. Mm. And uh, the babies that preferred looking at the red ball over a human face displayed callous traits two and a half years later. Wow. What if it was an ugly human face? What if that was a great band name, Red Ball? And people don't know what it means. They think, oh, it's like a red ball, right? Just like that. Yeah. But no, no, it means psychopathy. I think maybe Psycho Baby. <laughs> oh. Oh, I thought that was sad. Sorry. Yeah. Psycho who likes the red ball. Oh. The biggest red flag is early violence. Things like <laughs> well, get, well but, <laughs> the biggest red flag for late violence is early violence. No, kids fight a lot, but but this would be like kids getting in fights with teachers in elementary school and middle school. What the one, fuck? One, How about kids that kick in the sh- in shame because you kick their hair? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, hair is not a good look. No, it's not. It's not. Either it's kicking your mother in the shame. She's the one who did it. I don't think she was upset at the hair. She was also upset she because was. she had cold cream all over her yeah, face. We true. were doing little kitty spa day. That was your first mistake. I do remember walking in and being like, why is there a ghost in my parents' master bedroom? <laughs> so she got to look at herself in the mirror for the first time and, and flipped out. Yeah, and why is that her first reaction? Is <laughs> violence. Not like, I don't know, even like just crying you would be better. put stuff in my face. It'll never be the same. Let me break your bones. So anyhow, this one researcher was, was interviewing a kid who said um, he got in a fight with a teacher and he beat the teacher unconscious. Jesus, he was six, six that's, years old. That's a, six. I think that was middle school. <laughs> so that's a big red flag. In eight to ten year olds, um, they probably will have committed a crime or a transgression while alone. You know, like not peer pressure to you know steal a pack of gum, but they just uh, just gotcha. do it because yeah. they want something, so they're going to steal it, like or gum. that kid's in their way, so you know. I want gum. I'm going to steal it. 
So, um, and they also see the same differences in the children's brain scans as adult psychopaths, the undersized amygdala. Wait, so, amygdala? Yeah. Amygdala. I thought it was the orbital cortex. Yeah, it's all in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stories changing. And emotion, some emotion. Yes. And they don't recognize like fear. fear. Yeah. They don't recognize fear or distress in other people's faces. Scary. Yes, very scary. <laughs> they also have less gray matter. I like how mom said, yes, scary. Yes. You're yes. a great mom. Yes, <laughs> scary, yes. <laughs> so um, they say recognizing fear is very important for stopping violent behavior because that signals submissiveness. Recognize, okay. Yes. So if somebody's afraid of you, mm-hmm. they'll then they're being submissive to you and basically raising the white flag. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so that in normal people, that signals stop. Like Loki around anyone. <laughs> but, yeah. Or any fast moving <laughs> object or bright light. He, yeah, he's, he's very sensitive. Or sometimes just the tile. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's afraid of our tiny beagle. He's, yeah, oh, wait, he's about well, the bitch is vicious. Let's she be is. real here. That's true. But she is not. So. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, he grazes her on the way to the chew toy. <laughs> It's true. Oh, she goes after. She him. actually he goes after him. But he's also afraid of water. He's afraid he's of babies and strollers. That was like once. No, was it was not once, Annie. I tried to give him a bath. He vomited four times. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So he's afraid of water. So and I was it? home alone. Ew. <laughs> I um, I wanted to. I wanted to. I was like, peace the fuck out. <laughs> I'm gone. So, is that why nobody's ever given him a bath since? Probably. Is that, maybe, actually. <laughs> he smells like tulips. He does smell good for a dog that doesn't get a lot of baths. <gasps> Don't out us as terrible no, owners. We need to give him, well, we give him baths every... Uh, like, sometimes. Okay, the next. Time that, uh, veterinarians <laughs> recommend. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, anyhow, this part's interesting. Um, well, the best physical like indicator of young people that will commit violent crime is they have a very low resting heart rate. What? Uh-oh. This, yeah, whale? you have a low resting heart rate too. But anyhow, then you're not young. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> this signals a lack of fear, and they think oh. that psychopathic people will seek out stimulation in order to increase their heart rate oh, to yeah. a normal rate. So they they get a little ping of excitement from doing things like shot. Oh, I see you're gonna make fun of me. Ping the word you're looking for. Yes, ping of excitement from doing sure, things like not? shoplifting ping. or getting into a fight or robbing a store. So do you think? Or, so are the so-called a so-called adrenaline junkies maybe a little um, possibly? No, because that's adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, that's well, going really. beyond. They're they're doing it just to bring their heart rate to a normal rate. Wow. Which is freaky. Yeah. What if they just have a real slow metabolism? What if they're like a turtle? Well, you're not wrong because... Exercise makes you not psychopathic. There's a psychologist in Pennsylvania at Penn State who did a study and gave the most severely callous and unemotional children he worked with a stimulative medication Mm. and their behavior improved. (laughs) Yeah. Methamphetamine. I don't know what he gave them, but it made him nicer. (laughs) 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 Jimmy, Jimmy, we don't use ones. We use twenties. We do a line every morning. (laughs) Well, What'd you say? What, what, is, what kind of drug is speed? Dad, a stimulant. Speed. <laughs> it's such like, a um, fake-ass question. But I don't, what is out 
Cohort? You were <laughs> on speed for a little bit, bitch. I was on speed? Adderall. Adderall? Well, that, that's what I was just going to say. ADD but medication is, is, is stimulants. Yeah. The show. Which is, I, I felt exactly the same. Which Caffeine. is very Caffeine. counterintuitive. Because you would think... Yeah, well, I mean... Diet, 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 <laughs> yes. pepper in the morning. Diet yeah. Coke, Dr. Pepper. Caffeine <laughs> would help, too. Yeah. But and I got that from a psychiatrist. So you're just like... Caffeine addiction for children. No. Yes. At this point. Yes. Let's just, if it stops violent crime. I suppose. That's okay, that's funny coming from you, Nazi. Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. Yikes. <laughs> I don't always say a little eugenicist here. I was but saying I'm we thinking that's going to happen. I'm not advocating it. M- uh, Mitch McDonald. <laughs> what? <laughs> I messed that. Up. He's just gonna. I messed that name up. Uh, Mitch McConnell. That's what I meant. I also messed it up. You need to my What? Next. Okay. Uh, another thing uh, interesting in a psychopathic brain is that they have an overactive reward system, Ooh. which is primed for drugs, sex, and anything else. Oh, and rock and roll. That, oh, that gives yeah, them that jolt of excitement. You really did not. You really said drugs, sex, and I don't know the third thing. <laughs> Candy on, bars? Care. I don't know. I don't know. It's something. Anything else. Rock and That gives roll. them that jolt of excitement there, Dean. Rock and roll. God damn it. a ping of excitement. So, it's a ping. It is. A ping, ping. a jolt. No, it's a jolt. Anyhow, so they'll do things that that give them that, and they don't. Their brain doesn't tell them when to stop, so they don't have the breaks that other people do. Um, they don't. <laughs> you okay? Pause for a <laughs> uh, the weirdest pause ever. Yeah, I expected you guys to say something. And right in the middle of sentence. Uh, so, and their brain. So their brains don't recognize cues about danger or punishment. So punishment doesn't work for them, but rewards do. Next time you do that in the middle of the word. But punish, man, doesn't reward you. Emma, the psychotic child just bit my hand. Politely. You keep putting it in my face. used to pinch her knuckles. That's not psychotic. That was a coping mechanism. I was an anxious child. Still am. And her elbow. Okay. (laughs) You slow down your roll there, little child. We can tell that you're an anxious child just from that one sentence, bitch. (laughs) So like with toddlers, timeouts don't work. They don't. They really psychopathic don't. Psychopathic toddlers. Yes. Or all I toddlers. Do to- does it work with any toddler? What are you saying? What? No, yes, yeah, psychopathic toddlers. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. No, Just, no. Yeah. Callous and an emotional toddler. I'm sorry. Callous and an emotional there, oh, Someone dropped a bomb. I'm guessing it was our dog. <laughs> oh, shit. She's a fucking sharded. Oh, That's God. so Bad. Yeah, she Auschwitz. Auschwitz. <laughs> That's all I have to God. say. Her dog oh. farted and it smells so just what the fuck? Wait, you guys are not professionals. Yeah, I'm you guys powering are through. Fuck. <sighs> okay. okay go ahead. I am. I'm sitting at the same table you guys are. I'm used to stinky things. Yeah, you have four ugly kids. Oh, God. You're, You're one, one of, of those them. kids. <laughs> you really are. Yes, that was not a good call. <laughs> you have four hideous children. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty pretty. <laughs> I'm moderately attractive. <laughs> But you were all stinky. Yeah, that's true. exactly. That's true. I Humans changed are. each and every one of your poopy you diapers. You shit your diapers all the time. It's ridiculous. Well, so I shit on the carpet was. Yes, you did. Yeah, what happened to that did. carpet? Two years old. Rolled it up and threw it away. Threw it, away. I was it was rude. Huh? I witnessed it. It was real bad. How old were you? I was like old. <laughs> three. He was three. Whoa, you were an infant. Don't be too specific. Over there. <laughs> I don't remember. You were three. She was Thank you. 
And I was out, and Dad called me to come home right away. There was a tiny toddler poop on the carpet. What did you expect? It was like a little for you to deal with it, father of four children. (laughs) My vivid memory is of me standing in the bathroom watching Aaron gleefully (laughs) shit on that carpet, and it was disturbing. I wanted to feel alive. Why didn't you just make Rachel clean it up? She was old enough. I handled it. She was like six, probably. I yelled at Aaron and rolled in the carpet and put it in the garage. That's, and then I called Carrie. That's how I handled it. That's cool. You have to come home right now. (laughs) She's exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating at all. So anyhow, um, timeouts don't work for these particular children because it's a negative consequence and they don't care. Yep. It won't stop them from doing bad things again. So what they do respond to is positive rewards. So that seems like cheating. This Who got, made that up a psychopathic. Yeah. Yeah. No, they really like <laughs> Mike and Ike's. <laughs> they love cookies. <laughs> they love that helps. You should tell them cookies, Mike and Ike's, and money. We're not buying it, Carrie. You know what else? Well, then let me tell you. My favorite restaurant is Chevy's. I mean, psychopath's favorite restaurants is Chevy's. So I like gift card therapies. Two psychologists, Michael Caldwell and Greg Van Rybroek. In Wisconsin, sure. you just said two decided. Two well, I want to give them credit because okay. I think this is impressive. And the rest. <laughs> they decided to try to test this theory. Destroy that. It's Wait, psychopaths or psychologists? Psychologists. Oh, okay, and big difference. Rest. How did that even close? <laughs> and all right. And all right. Um, it's called avoiding copyright. The professor and Marianne. I think it's and called rest. tone it's deafness. Ruined it. You ruined Gilligan's Island. Say? So anyhow, these two guys, they decided to test the theory. They opened up um, a juvenile treatment center called the Mendota Juvenile Treatment Center in Madison, Wisconsin in 1995. So instead of operating under the Department of Corrections, they decided to operate under the Department of Health Services. Good. The Department of fucking up. (laughs) (laughs) And It's the opposite of corrections. Mm -hmm. They asked the state to send them their most mentally ill young offenders. All all boys. They were doing boys. Ages 12 to 17. uh, Because they wanted to try treatment versus just, you know, housing them in a horrible environment and then, you know, cutting them loose at the end of their sentence or yeah, that sounds whatever. Like reading criminal. Yes, it is. It's terrible. So, the kids they got were seriously scary and they, you know, they, they would do like their little intake uh procedure and you know, so they interview the kids or whatever and I'm just, Oh, I hit my knee on the table. Wow. Maybe they're a little more professional. Okay, next time. I'm sure they were um, like handcuffed and everything. But he said they they said after each new kid that they met, each one was scarier than the last one. Each person seemed like the most dangerous person they'd ever met in their lives. And he said they both looked at each other like, "Oh my god, what have we done?" Their ages four to six. Wussiest <laughs> psychologist. Ever. I don't know. 12 to 17. What that bitch Samantha kids. said. I'm yeah. pretty scared of all yeah. of them. I want to meet these kids. No, you don't. Behind, like, glass. Like, I don't need to, like... Sure. You want them in a museum. They would say something like, shut the fuck up, or beaver looking head ass, and then you'd cry and run away. I didn't hear Beaver looking head ass. 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 <laughs> Pretty good, Jack. <laughs> I'm great at mimicry. Yeah, I really am. Do Scottish action. Go. Oh, you and McGregor. <laughs> Australian. Go. Oh, uh, 
I fucking love it, mate. <laughs> just a couple of daggy, I can't do it. Nikki, do it. Pepsi bottle, kind of glass, and a Coca-Cola glass. We've already done this on a podcast. It's gonna be a bit. It's a recurring bit. Making each other's asshole. Yeah, that was horrid. That was really bad. Okay, so anyhow, these kids they would have like group therapy sessions and stuff. Oh, I love those. I know. So kids would tell these stories of just horrible abuse, like. One kid was telling a story about being hung up by his wrists oh. b- by his father, who so would like cut him with a knife. I have to sneeze. Oh no! <laughs> also unprofessional. She can dog farts, but she can't handle sneezing or pain. And then um, cut him with a knife and put pepper in his wounds. What oh. the fuck? And other kids would sit there saying, "Oh yeah, that sounds like what my dad did to me." So oh, they started smoothing. calling themselves the Pinata Club. No. What? So this tells you. This the backgrounds of a lot of these these kids poor kids hella fucked up so you know some of them actually grew up like without parents lived on the street sexual abuse all that kind of horrible stuff so on the flip side there were kids in there because they had done horrible things but they came from very nice middle class families and you know their parent the only thing their parents did was be terrified of you know their scary child Samantha's parents yeah and not and have no idea what to do about it. So their goal was to teach the kids how to interact in the world without resorting to violence. So they had like a point system where they could earn privilege and treats. <laughs> treats. Maybe they called them treaters. Well, that's how Aaron was potty trained. I know. Remember that shit? Huh? That's how they were all potty trained except for you. Hey. Because I just took to it like a duck to water. <laughs> not... <laughs> Next. Never mind. Um, you know, and, and, you know, things like, you know, what people will consider silly, but, uh, candy bars, baseball cards, pizza, video games, the, the permission to stay up late. How is that and, silly? And the, because these, we're talking about Trader Joe's murderers. I mean, you know, some they of these kids had killed for, people. They're still kids. But the, you're right. They are still kids. And, um, and they would do, some pretty bad things in there and a common thing that these kids would do is throwing urine and feces how do they throw urine i don't know literally like chimpanzees yeah and um and so the and so when they would do things like that it would cost them points but they they did the negative thing they held that at a minimum, so they tried to do more positive than negatives, and the negatives would never last for very long because that doesn't motivate these kids anyway. So the everybody, all the staff at this place have to be like psychologists or like psychiatric um, technicians, and you know, no corrections, no security. You know, I'm sure there were security, but you know, people didn't carry guns and stuff like that. Technicians, that sounds fake. yeah, and. Um, it's not fake. It's a real thing. Because you're a psychiatrist. Yeah. And a trained individual. And they had to be super patient. So it was more like just ignore. Because they, you know, the kids are kind of locked up. They can't, they were where they couldn't physically attack. They were but so like, somewhere. yeah, when the people yeah. were walking by them, by their areas or whatever, that's when they would throw stuff at them and stuff like that. So they had to pretty much just not react and ignore the bad behavior. <laughs> so the shit flies in your yes. face. Yes. Oh. Nothing. I, 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 you know what? I've got a handkerchief right here. It's no problem. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like that video of Good a chimpanzee shot, Bobby. flinging the shit and it gets grandma right on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> so bottom line is it pretty much works. Um, so yeah, because they teach the kids that 
living by the rules, doing what you're supposed to do. Those are squares. Gets you good stuff, right? Gets you pizza, gets you the video game, gets the the bad stuff. Money. Doing bad things doesn't get you anything, doesn't get you what you want. So, because they don't care about punishment, so being punished for it isn't going to be a deterrent. So, I mean, let's face it, these people are kind of selfish, so. How about for people who enjoy that subset, apparently, of psychopaths that actually enjoy causing pain, et cetera, et cetera, that there, you can't do the doing nothing no. part, right? Probably not. But if... Stumped you. No, but like these people, they said they they want to live normal lives. They, they, you know, they want things to go smoothly for them. So they just need to learn how to do that. And the way to do that is to follow the rules. Or throw pee at someone. So anyhow, because I mean, well, that makes sense though. Because yeah. if they're imprisoned, they can't get anything they want. So that probably motivates exactly them to just just follow the rules. Yeah, so and do. it's just easier. If you're a psychopath, please just follow the just rules follow. <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the sake of us all. Yeah. So obviously, these things aren't going to work on absolutely everybody because are there are just evil people that get pleasure in hurting people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they they tracked uh, 248 juvenile delinquents after release from the program that they were in. 147 of them were in a juvenile corrections facility, just like the standard place that most kids go. And um, 101 kids went to their facility, and they were the harder, more psychopathic cases. Four and a half years after their release, the Mendota kids were less likely to reoffend than the kids, than the ordinary delinquents, they called them. The ordinary delinquents were 97% likely to reoffend. Yeah. The Mendota kids, sixty four percent. So it's still not great. Yeah. But ninety seven percent of just ordinary delinquents are going to reoffend to get out of yes. in that corrections That's facility. Right. Yeah. That's oh, awful. with the way that yeah, the justice, the yeah. corrections yeah. system yeah. in America yeah. is it, yeah. It's ugh. Yeah. So so but that's that is a good um sobering. That's a good um outcome. For them. So anyhow, they're actually barred from contacting people after they leave their facility. So they can't, you know, beyond that one study, they, they can't keep contacting people for some reason. I don't know. But they still maintain law. the tracking device in their net, right? Ha ha ha. No. Um, oh, <laughs> and <laughs> shouldn't even entertain yeah. that. <laughs> the ordinary delinquents, when they did that study of the four and a half years Your afterwards, the ordinary oh, delinquents yeah. had killed 16 people. Jesus. Oh my God. How many did Mendota? How ordinary do you think they really were in Since their release. Oh, the, since the release. They sound extraordinary. <laughs> that's 147 kids. Uh, that's, that's oh, no. Many. Yeah, that's 147. The, out of the 101 uh, more psychopathic hardened mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. from Mendota. No, they hadn't killed anybody. Well, that's good. Yes. So they're also hoping that not only just changing their behavior, that they're also kind of reshaping their brains, like fixing their brains. Um, They don't, that's ongoing um, research. They're now they're doing scans of 300 boys brains when they first arrive. And then they're, they'll scan them again during their program. And then when they're released to see if, by improving their behavior, they also um, improve the functioning of their brains. So that'll be interesting. So, um, so anyhow, so. Um, that's that program. Yay, program. Yay. Um, and, oh, let's get back to Samantha. Okay. 
she's she? she's in the treatment facility similar to this Mendota one. And uh, she has a friend, and she seems to have learned some empathy, and her parents are going to bring her home soon. Yes. <laughs> and they're... Um, her friend is, is a weapon, or is it a, a human? It's another child. Okay, so anyhow, they're taking precautions, like like we talked about, they're putting an alarm on her bedroom door and stuff like that. But so, um, but, but, you know, like for their goals for her, like, you know, they're thinking about, you know, is she ever going to be able to go to college? Can she live in a dorm? Not commit to Can murder. she date? Oh, my God. Check. Literally, their goal is to keep her out of prison. That's, you know what? Yeah. Sounds like a good goal. goal. Sounds like a lot of parents, yeah. to be honest. So uh, we, t- I, we touched on the psychopathic checklist. and Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah. Let's do, let's do the test. Right now. No. Why not? <clears throat> I want to see if we're psychos. No. Well, that's what I was going to say. You can you can Google it. It's called the Psychopathy Checklist, and it was developed by a Canadian psychologist named Ugh. Dr. Robert Hare. Goddamn Canadians. And um, you, it, it's supposed to be administered by somebody who's trained to do it, like a psychologist, because it's, it's a little bit subjective. There's uh, 20 questions, and it's assessing the traits that we talked about, um, callousness, um, fearless leadership criminality uh, one big thing of psychopathy is versatility of criminality so on the on the psychopathy checklist I'm a bank robber and a murderer yes kidnapping's not so bad either is if you've only murdered you're gonna score low <laughs> on the really? psychopathy that, test that might not be the most accurate test if you've committed uh, three different felonies you're gonna get a score of one if you triple threat if you've committed get my got for criminality to oh get the God. full score for that Category, which is a two, you have to have committed six different felonies. Too many. So, yeah. So, on each of the 20 questions or the 20 attributes or whatever, there's you can score a a zero, a one, or a two. So, I score a one. I took the test, but I administered it to myself. Super not psychopathic, and two meaning super, super psychopathic, and one being in between, or what? What's the scale? The direction of the scale. Zero is not psychopathic. It's zero to 40. Oh, I mean, you just said zero There's to 20 two. questions. Okay. Each question you can get a zero, a one, or a two. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so the so higher, score. the more psychopathic. You yeah, are. six yeah. felonies is more psychopathic well, than three or Jesus zero. Christ. Yeah, I forgot about the zero to 40, to be honest. Yeah. Jesus. So it's like... Jesus, Carrie, kind of psychopathic. For each question, you get zero, a one, or a two. Mm-hmm. And then, it's, so it's like, mm-hmm. a, okay. like a like a Tiger Beat magazine quiz. Kind of, kind of <laughs> yes. like... 17 magazine quiz. Like, uh, how many boyfriends are you going to have? Which private would you like to yeah. Exactly. So I there have been different um, numbers on this, but which umbop do you like about? Oh, <laughs> which oh, Hanson number? And so it's up to which forty. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, and thirty points or more, you're considered a psychopath. There How many you okay. get? One. Wait, the whole test you on got the one? whole? Yes. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Shit. Come on. Most people, are, most people yeah. are going to get zeros. You've got no oh. psychopathic. Wait, so you are, you're mildly psychopathic. No. Okay, well, that's now scary. I'm just twisting it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Wait, so are most of the questions about, like, criminal activity? Do you know what? Ten. That's kind of a... Pro- I think this is a problem with the test because there are a lot... There are questions about, like, um, doing bad things as, like, a teenager, yeah. Like getting into fights, school attendance, cheating, all of that kind yeah. of stuff. And so if 
if you did bad stuff as a kid for whatever reason, either because you're a psychopath or you were just a troubled bad kid, that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. So even if you're 40 and you get zeros on everything else, if, if you score high in that kind of stuff, then you're still going to be labeled a psychopath. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of the problem with using this test for um, criminal yeah. justice purposes, which they do. They have Arr. prisons have used this and parole boards use this. Bad idea. These Bad test results idea. in deciding whether or not to parole somebody. Yeah, a, psycho- a smart psychopath knows how to manipulate that test. It seems pretty easy to do that. I mean, to not answer truthfully. Well, what no, serial killer did that? When they do the test, they verify okay. answers. They, they, yeah, they go back through court records and, and yeah, they verify stuff. So you can't just lie your way out of it because then, okay. then nobody would be a psychopath, Dean. Well, that's how you got your one. Were you verified? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> oh, shit. Blue check mark. I don't see it. Oh, bitch. So anyway, um, one percent of the general public is are Psychopath. are psychopaths. Twenty to twenty five percent of the prison population are psychopaths. Mm, that makes and more sense. Four yeah. percent of business executives I was gonna say higher, are psychopaths. Yeah. yeah, I would have guessed higher too, to be honest. How I've, about politicians? Do you know that? No. But I've also heard different numbers. I don't know why I don't have them on here, but okay. it's more it was more like one percent, twenty percent, three percent or something like that. Or one percent, fifteen percent, and three percent or something like that. But for what? The same categories. Yeah. General yeah, population, okay. prison, and business executives. So uh, it's not a huge difference, but some of them are a little bit different. And um, the doctor that developed the test, um, people who score high on the... This, these are prisoners, people you know who have committed crimes. Prisoners who score high on the psychopathy checklist um, are 80% likely to reoffend. And those who score lower on the test are only 20 to 25% likely to reoffend. So, you know, there are statistics to back it up. He doesn't like his test being used for that purpose. Who is he? Dr. Robert Hare, the guy who developed the test. In fact, he resisted for a long time because when he first developed the test and did studies on it without, without publishing exactly what was in his test, he would, you know, he published results of the studies and it came to the attention of United States criminal justice people. And they were contacting him saying, you know, we want to use this test. And he said no for the longest time. And then, you know, finally other researchers and like his research assistant said, you know, is, is it right to withhold science from, you know, people who may be able to put it to good use? And so eventually he, he yes. published yes, it is. and yeah. let people use it. And is. there are people that are honestly stuck in prison for a long time and may never be paroled because they've been labeled a psychopath. Aye, aye, aye. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. When the scientist who pioneered it, yeah. that's the thing about science is it's great, but people like to fuck it up. Yeah. People like to use it for evil. Eugenics. Well, I, I don't, I don't think that's, it. I think it's just misguided, not evil. They just don't know. It's kind of evil. Well, that was fascinating. Yay. I want to take the test. Okay. Google it. It's online. You What's can it called again? The Psychopathy Checklist. Psychopathy Checklist yeah. test. Do it, everybody. Google it and tell us on Facebook if you're a psycho. Yeah. Carrie, tell them where they reach us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Weird World <laughs> Podcast on Facebook. <laughs> Weird World Pod on Twitter. 
And weirdworldpodcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Yep, yep. All right. Until next time, folks. Oh, Emma's taking the test right now. Okay. No, it's not. I can't find it. Oh. Well. Then she's not. Let's assume she scored an 18. Shut All up. right. Not a psychopath. Yeah, close, but no, no scar. I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, Bye. money. Find it, Mom. Stop.